I remember how I was talking about you now. Yeah. Um, I was br- I brought you up to my friends and I was like, "Ah, oh, Josh, we've been working with Josh for a long time on the podcast." And I told showed them the clip of the microaggressions. Um, you know the scene where I, I saw the ghost. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "This was Josh's idea." <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, Josh, he sounds funny." I was like, "He is." And that's what I was talking about you. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> it was it was sweet. We have come far, haven't we? Yeah, definitely. I feel like I always say this as soon as we sit down together. I feel... Uh, I think I feel we've taught each other a lot. Mm-hmm. What, what have you, I taught you? You've taught me a lot about race that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't know a lot about... Um, and just a lot about other social issues as well as that. I don't want it just be to like... My no black fair. friend told me about like that. <laughs> no fair, no but fair. like, um, I don't want it <laughs> no, to just be like that. But uh, like, also, no, but like, I think in a way, yeah, that has been part of it. Like, it's just sort of, you know, listening and being like, but also mm-hmm. about like women's issues, about um, a lot of things. And obviously opening up a different side of Manchester. I'm in the Union of the North of the City, you're in the Union of the South of the City, so it's but, interesting but, to see. Fallowfield Unite, no, I'm joking. It's interesting <laughs> to see, like, yeah, the differences between the two halves of Manchester. That's true. We don't really talk about that much, do we? Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's like weird because the south of the city is like, I'd say it's definitely, at least compared to Salford, it's more diverse. Yeah. And it's kind of, yeah, it's a lot more lively. Is Salford more segregated? I wouldn't say Salford segregated in that well, it's... Well, not, yeah, not like, yeah, don't not like, what people here, what people here. But in the sense of, like, you know in South Manchester, you just see everyone everywhere and they're all mixing, like, down the road. It's just, like, everyone's just doing their own thing. But in Salford, is people more, like, by themselves or in, like, close communities with their... Yeah, group. I'd say so. I'd say it's kind of like Whether down that's to like right race or class or like. I'd say it's down to like a few reasons. In that, I think Salford is well. First, Salford has a lot of historic problems yeah. in terms of um, obviously violence, like gang wars and yeah. stuff like that. So it's it's uh, fucking active for that shit. It's like, so there's partly that, and there's also a lot of like, it was very much a lot of the sort of community feels like it was very much abolished back in the 60s. Like the sort of slum clearance stuff that was kind of less about giving people a better quality of life and more about clearing them out. Yeah, it was like gentrification or some shit. Because you like, see so many modern builds around Salford, well, I mean, around Salford, but obviously that's kicking those communities out. Like, where are they going? I think it's, like, a lot of it... Like, if you go around the Salford shopping centre... Actually, I'd say a segregated community... Sorry, I'm just trying to no, sorry, put the to... orientation back a little bit of it. <laughs> there you go. So want to move it? Yeah, there we go. I think we've solved that. Okay. But, yeah, I think um, segregated, actually, yeah that really describes it because you've got media city the redeveloped area around the key so like the sort of the post-industrial area they've sort of revitalized it to become 
like this new area for like media so you've got like the bbc you've got mm-hmm. itv you've got all these production companies there and you cross over from that and then you're literally into like I'm not gonna say they're not nice estates because you know there's a lot of nice houses. But they're not nice of, in comparison to what's next but opposite. The it's road. clear that the economic opportunities yeah. that are literally just across the road from them yeah, are, are far very, between. Yeah, and it's like it kind of um, it's kind of shown in like the connections because there's almost like a giant road like in between not very good bus services connecting the actual Salford to Media City but there's a tram right into the city centre if you get to Media City so it's kind of Mm -hmm. like and you know obviously I like to see investment Mm -hmm. in the area but it's clear that that investment hasn't necessarily reflected on more opportunities for people who are sort of born and bred Salford yeah um like the university is great like it's fantastic it's got tons of facilities and i'm sure that a number of people from salford do go there and a lot of people from manchester go there but it also feels like a lot of it's a lot of people from other parts of the country who are benefiting from it and obviously they're they bring some money into the area but like because there's not a huge amount of like bars Mm -hmm. or like restaurants or shops or stuff interactive places owned by the local community yeah i sort of don't i don't feel like much money stays in salford okay like i feel like it's sort of almost transient in the fact that it's like once some once money enters salford it doesn't stay there for very long before it's like shipped off to like either a landlord in another part of the country or another country or uh, to like a developer or it all kind of immediately leaves Salford okay. like the money kind of comes in comes stays goes. temporarily whereas if you take somewhere like South Manchester uh, a lot of students come here and then they'll use like their locally owned takeaways on Curry Mile and mm. stuff but you can and even, that stays within the community a but bit even like networking like I know so many people like uni students that would network with the clubs that were in South Manchester now they're putting on their own nights now yeah. they're using um, these places of venues for like a poetry night or like or even a, like a rave do you know what I mean so it literally just shows you that well a bit of a difference really but it's yeah. quite nice I never really thought about that yeah we need a read load moment here do you know what you've taught me what have you I feel well, like I'm just going to taught... switch the camera sorry. okay no, I was looking at the okay. monitor and then I was like going oh the camera is not enough on. it's like cutting half of you off oh I'm back there we go nice it's quite funny watching a lag. Yeah, it lags uh, by a couple of seconds. It's not too bad. It's not too bad, but it's partly my computer has to That's process sick. it all. <laughs> Sorry, does that make a difference? No, it makes a difference to as long as as long as the audio yeah, the and the video arrive at the same time, then Jokes. it's generally all right. Jokes. Otherwise, I have to go and move one of the tracks by a few frames. Yeah, that it. might be a bit tedious, wouldn't it? tedious yeah um reload glitch sound beep beep i feel like you taught me (laughs) how to be creative with what i have to be a bit more adaptive with um 
it's weird like I don't think I am a perfectionist but I think I can have perfectionist tendencies in the sense of like when I like something my way I want it to be my way like I like seeing the development yeah. of something I like seeing the stages but you've come in and you've shown me how to like sort of appreciate the flow of it like appreciate mm. sort of like how something that could be perceived as unawareness could actually be really like interesting so or like, like accepting you know almost like learning how to sort of it's like if you've got like your baby and you've been lucky enough to space and you it's like allowing someone else to hold it sometimes yeah <laughs> Oh it's my, like, I even mean, though it's like really nerve-wracking because you've been working on this thing for so long oh my god and then it's like okay i'm gonna let you and then you have to kind of go like it's yeah that's the one thing like working creatively is it is sometimes hard when you have to know when to leave something in the hands of other people mm -hmm. and not to sort of interfere with their creative process like even mm -hmm. if they don't necessarily make a decision that you agree with yeah it's like going okay like i it's maybe not what i'd have done but mm -hmm. i think that it works yeah and it's like you kind of like work <laughs> sorry um yeah just working together on stuff because i've noticed um yeah, I remember, especially like when I work with Joe, like we both generally have quite strong ideas of what we want things to look like. Mm -hmm. And then we sort of debate over what we want yeah. it to look like. And then we eventually turn out with something that's quite good. <laughs> so, But yeah. that like, I, I see that as like a melting pot of ideas, isn't it? And then yeah. you swirl it around and it's like A and B equals C. Do you know what I mean? It's completely new. It's a bit mixture of both but also it's different to what you guys first proposed. And like, isn't that good? Yeah, 100%. Like I, we're working on like a little film for one of our final year projects. Just me, Joe and Ferg actually. Oh yes, go good, good boys. And then we were, <laughs> um, yeah. And it was, yeah, I had to simplify the script a lot. <laughs> um, to sort of get it to work in the time scale that we had but yeah it's like working on um you know take like letting people take on different roles mm -hmm. um like joe filmed a lot of it um like usually i'd sort of be behind the camera but oh what so you acting oh no i wasn't <laughs> i was just um pulling cardboard models no, fair, fair. around with a big long bit of string. But it shows how you guys all came together for a common goal and look, you guys out here finessing things. Well done, pat on the back or pat on circles. Did you ever see that in school? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to pat around in circles. I just remember, oh my, I remember so much funny stuff from school. There share was, us a funny story, Josh. I'm gonna go close that door. Go yeah, share it. there was a, um, they used to come in at primary school to do singing, like, they, like they brought the whole school in together and there was this like pianist guy and he used to like play the piano and everyone would have to sing along to it and everyone was so terrible at singing but I'm pretty sure the head teacher had a crush on him <laughs> like they just kind of flirt with each other how was what year were you from? like this was like year 
probably four to six. Oh my god! It's pretty funny. It's so weird then because it's like in that age we're actually receptive to so fucking much but like we have to we well we can't speak on everything because we don't actually know but it's still like unnerving it's like ew I don't want to know about that I'm a child did you used to have did you ever used to have like someone who'd come in and do like tell you stories about the bible but with like puppets and um I don't think I did I don't think I did Maybe that at school, school but I did that. I did that at like Sunday school at church or something oh, like right. that. Oh right, yeah. I think like, this guy is like probably someone who do like a Sunday school. Like yeah, is, like, I think I've done stuff like that, but that's like, yeah, that was different. Like, that today was. Today we're learning a story about the Bible. <laughs> yeah, no, I've definitely gone to something like that, but that was like when I was young, young, and that was on a Sunday. Like, <laughs> I really went. Like, I've always been in like um, religious schools. I think besides when I went to. Uh, high school at Windsor Girls but mm. like my first school was like St Edward's Royal do you know what I mean like my middle school the same the third my the boarding school that I went to we had a fucking chapel at our boarding school we had to go yeah. to a Sunday service every um well Sunday lol and um yeah if you didn't bring your hymn book you'd get in trouble oh and it was God. just like it's absolutely joke sounds like hell no but me. it's like it's just it just shows don't get me wrong I I celebrate faith I celebrate um understanding like reflective mm. reflectivity all of that and if you can find that in religion so be it but like organized religion and like the constraints of that in a schooling system and policing mm. as a black woman like in a white christian i mean school like it was a lot it was a fucking it's lot less the, it's less the like necessarily the religious side it's like the micromanaging every aspect of your life exactly so think i about, couldn't deal with that so pe- yeah exactly micromanage yeah, well, it's just another way of sort of like res- not. I don't want to say restriction because that's not fair, but it's another way of like everybody needs to be on this box, this box, this box, this box, but this box. It's like okay, so we all follow the same religion. We all need to wear the same clothes. We all need to follow the same system. We all need to learn the same schooling. You know, like mm-hmm. it's like we're all in. I mean, very, very. Um, what's the word? Like, I don't want to say this and offend anyone because obviously I'm not like that. Like, I think that faith is beautiful and I think that um, religion can help people, like, become mm-hmm. the best, them best selves. And I I really, really respect and am inspired by, especially young people who are religious because yeah. they are able to have a commitment and a um, sort of perspective that is testing, you know? Yeah. And, like... I fully, fully respect it. However, when I was in that school, it was like another fo- It was another way of micromanagement. It was another way of policing, and that's something that I don't agree with. Like, I want to learn about my faith for me. Like, I don't want to feel like I'm in trouble because I step out of the. If I wear something wrong, you know, like I don't yeah. want to, like feel restricted in that sense. You feel almost like your thoughts and your beliefs are being policed. Exactly, and that's the thing. It's like, Jesus literally taught you to love thy neighbor. Like, you're not loving your neighbors. Like, you're you're out here preaching godly stuff, but you ain't godly. Like, you ain't godly. And like, I think seeing that um, at a very, very young age being reflected in a school setting, in an institutional setting, really, really disrupted my faith because it's like, I was brought up like, 
um, Catholic. Like I'd, I'd pray mm. and stuff, and then like I'd stop, and then I'd come into it, and then I'd stop, and then I'd come into it, and then I was at boarding school, and I'd pray to like get out of it, and I'm still getting all this racist fucking shit. So, don't get me wrong, like prayer is there and I still even pray today because I think it's an open reflection of how I can connect with my higher self it's not for everyone but then again crystals aren't for everyone bloody meditation isn't for everyone but that doesn't mean that you like that it shouldn't be disrespected like just let them do their thing over there I think um, yeah for me I think I had a combination of I feel like I'm surprised because where I lived was quite rural but in a way it was I feel like actually I probably received maybe a more secular education than I get the impression that some mm. people What did you say secular? Do. What does that mean? Yeah, like sort of divide or well, secularism typically means like a division between church and state. Okay. But I guess I mean between like the church and school. The school. I mean my first school was a C of E. Okay, what's that? Which is Church of England. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear that. Okay, yeah. okay cool. C of E, cool. Um and then um, my other one was just a standard comprehensive. There wasn't any yeah. like involvement. Um, we still had some of the people come in that I had at primary school, but it wasn't it wasn't like sort of run by the church yeah. or anything. Um, and I think it's like, um, yeah, I generally don't know sort of what my feelings are on sort of faith. Mm-hmm. schools and like having kids sent to I mean obviously I think that all schools should be accommodating of religions yeah. so whether that's like allowing people to wear hijabs um, whether they need to pray or you know a- any needs any, yeah. like, I think the school should and it really worries me where the UK is going at the moment with like yeah. trying to ban um, head cover well it's just it's like is we UK can't ban it as well we can't ban well it's like schools are France starting it, to be oh, schools oh, yeah, are that, causing trouble with it and yeah. like stuff so it's like it's just I mean it's like I'd have a whole rant about how I feel about the schools it's like so we can't ban minorities but we can ban all their haircuts and all it's their disgusting. religious like it's like it's awful it's like I've heard girls who just come in in their natural hair yeah. because they have like afros and stuff and then they get told that it's distracting other students yeah. they can't I was listening to a podcast the other day they um, this school um, this school basically said uh, they're banning people who have hair that block the view of other others block the view of others so you're saying literally if my hair doesn't fall flat i'm blocking the view of you which is racist it's 100 percent racist anyway the students of that school um, protested mm. and they ended up getting the rule revoked but it's the fact that these individuals have to take it upon themselves to um restructure a system that doesn't accept them because it's led by people that aren't for them and it's recycled again throughout life and it's upsetting have you ever read this book um every uh the book about no everything is fucked the book about hope no i haven't you should read it you'd love it it's called it's by mark martin um he read this he made the first book called the soul art of not to give a fuck i've mentioned it abundance of times on this um podcast but it made me really really understand how like faith 
Well, anyway, to me, faith and my values and my belief system, it's like your belief system will always be your belief system until it's challenged. Your experiences will always still be your experiences until there's other experiences that, um, what's the word, that differentiate from them. Mm. Like, we can't really go throughout life um, uh, limiting ourselves with this internal sort of suffering that we put on ourselves because there's so much suffering around there is literally so much suffering around that we have to choose what we're suffering for and now we're at well an awakening this we're at, the collective the community is awakening period because they're like shit i don't want my life to be like this you're telling me that people have been living like this for x this amount nah that can't be me and i think you see so many people in our age group being like now nah, fuck this i'm starting my podcast i'm doing my creative shit i'm moving to a different country i'm telling um my racist mum to go suck her out like do you know what i mean like whatever it's just we're in a weird time yeah <laughs> we're i think in a weird we're time. in it's Covid is, I think, gonna leave its mark. By the way, like I think it will. I don't know. It's not. Obviously, it's made everything worse Mm -hmm. now. But when we come out of it, we have to decide whether we're going to use this as a tool for learning or a tool to go back. Exactly. Amen. And at the moment, I'm very worried that we're using it as a tool to go in the wrong direction. Yeah. Um, has to be more exploitative and it's like um you know i think i'm worried i'm worried about the uk especially that we're gonna go back into good old cameron austerity days and all of that but the thing is if we do i don't think it will last very long i think if we did i generally think it will be like a month or three months the the three months of like destruction about like absolute like terror like whatever you think and then it's like right right guys we can't fucking do this anymore and then everything will start again because there's everything that's built like the tower card everything that's built on a shaky foundation will come down and you've been seeing so many people lose faith in the world not even lose faith in the world lose faith in their government lose faith in their family lose faith in so many things around them during this period people have lost people during this period biggest tower card is right now that's coming the news there's been all this stuff about um there was this company called Greensill. It's a whole ridiculous, like, um, complex story of weird finances and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But essentially, it comes down to the company fell down because they were <laughs> one guy in Australia had underwritten their insurance way more than he was authorized to do. Okay. And everyone had been said, "How the hell did this company actually exist? Like, it shouldn't." No, why would anyone insure this? Yeah. Let alone, why would anyone put money into this? Yeah. And lo and behold, it's come crashing down and exposed all of like the politicians who've, including Cameron himself, worked for them. And he was like trying to get Greensill's hand. Well, he got Greensill's hands into the NHS payroll and everything. Oh my god! And um, so they're an insurance company that got money. So they do like. They're almost like a bank in the way that they work. They do like supply chain financing. Oh, so they're so an independent. You, oh, they're an the independent bastards. body. But they basically there is an in, is. So if you need to pay someone, yeah, you get them to pay that person for you, and then you pay them back later. Yeah. So they, but they were getting the government 
they were doing that for oh, the government but the government God, the never che- needed that service yeah. because they had the money printers so that it's like the cheeky 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 feeding but yeah people. like cameron was like hitting up sunak and trying to get them all those like contracts and oh stuff. my god see but okay so like okay so that's another but then it came crashing down <laughs> did you hear about the that key member in the police getting exposed to being neo-nazi I heard that guy, yeah. Yeah, he was... that's another tower moment. Every... So, oh my God, so there's this other one on Lesson on Kletchy's podcast. Um, there was this publisher. She, um, she... In, no, she basically helped uh, publicise publicize this book. It's like mm. Essays of Women of Colour. I can't remember specifically, but she helped um, publish this book. And then a phone call got leaked out of her calling um, this alt-right comp- um, organisation that she's a part of. And she's like, please, 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 no. I'm sort of like... She's basically begging for their like respect mm. back. She comes out... She says the most anti-Semitic things throughout the whole fucking phone call. She she um, says um, that she had to go to the uh, publishing company, no, the Women of Colour publishing place because she needed the money and they're all BLM so they don't, like, fuck with her. And she just said all of this shit. And, like, I'm telling you now, everyone is getting exposed. If you are built on a shaky foundation, you're getting exposed. So don't get me wrong. Yeah. Yes, what you said about, unfortunately, you're worried about the UK. But it could. It, it could. I'm not doubting that. But there will be a point where even that snaps. Yeah. Even the, that breaks. The, the shaky foundation will eventually fall. Like, um, 10 years ago, 10 years ago, would... The, the fact that you even... I'm bringing this back to the Oprah Winfrey and Prince Harry mm. um, and Meghan Markle conversation. Like, that was a tower moment. Yeah. That was sure. a tower moment in the centuries. Like, what's the baby's name? Archie. Okay, so Archie, if you think about it, Archie is a mixed race boy of royal descent, like he, and of African-American descent. Do you know mm. how many ancestors are literally riding for him? Yeah, and it was, it was such a, uh, the royals, just well, there was a royal screw up to miss to cock up that opportunity. Oh yeah, of like, course. they had but an I mean, opportunity. Like, yeah. They but, like but just speaking I mean. on the terms of no, but they have. But they like their tower. They like their tower. They they like their tower. So of course. But it's like they they, they like had the, the opportunity to almost wash themselves of at least some of their past wrongdoings but now they just brought to to light no but they chose not to and this this is why I find it hilarious because now it now right everybody's literally going to get got it's not about a matter Mm. of like will it's about when and like I'm just hoping that I'm away or like safe so I don't have to be around the people who are getting getting their necks yeah. stamped on I think I think it will be like like you say with the towers fall I mean there was me too now there's you too as in the YouTube um, basically version of me too that's going on at the moment because so many creators are being exposed and it's it's yeah it's one of those things like I think eventually like you say the towers will come down and they it's like, will. um, what is it? Deliveroo recently put up their like initial public offering on the stock market, and it was after they've come under a lot of criticism for, um, for sort of how they 
treat their workers and their business model because Mm -hmm. they've not managed to turn a profit through the whole pandemic when literally delivery drivers like the only people who can actually go out and they they still made a loss i've literally used i've lived used delivery route more this whole year compared to any other year that i've ever like throughout Mm. the i've used it more this year than i've ever used at uni and then and then it was like yeah and then they couldn't even make money then despite exploiting their workers despite all of this so uh the fact i think now um you know they got offered on the stock market and it dropped by a third on like their first day like eventually it will everything bill on shaky foundation will fall sorry i just interrupted you it's just a matter of time i guess it's literally a matter of time and look at us josh me and you sometimes it feels like the uk is a bit like the tower of pisa though like despite leaning <laughs> over like, at almost oh. a forty-five degree angle, it still oh my won't God. fall. Josh, you're funny. <laughs> you're f- that's hilarious. The, the UK is definitely the Tower of Pisa. It's like how is this thing still standing? The contradictions are too much. You're hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that is brilliant. Stands. That was that was comedy gold. That is a fucking <laughs> highlight. Oh my gosh, you're on your first highlight. <laughs> I've earned my first highlight. Oh my god, now it's quite funny, guys, because Josh is like you've guys seen our highlight weeks. Do you know what I mean? You guys have listen to the show by now and um <laughs> so we've um got our highlights and josh will always edit them but you know what now you're in the clip now you're in a yeah, clip yeah i've got to clip that oh my yeah. god no amazing um oh no it's been great working with you i guess yeah, i'm getting a bit sentimental fantastic. sentiment sentimental can be good Sen- no sentimental do you know what it is I'm not like that much of a sentimental baby so when I am like mm. I'm proper like mm. and then, then like if it's not reciprocated I'm like oh like, <laughs> I, I, like, I feel like a child that's just been rejected I do I do like watching over like old episodes and I'm like oh I wonder how I made that I wonder how um, like I I still need to release my blog post talking about all the behind this, it's probably going to be all boring technical stuff no but, but I'll, honey I'll, pre- I'll be yeah. full in <laughs> um, I, want, I still want to release that blog post just talking about how we made it like during the pandemic um, the lessons that we've learned yeah. and everything do you have medium? I don't have a medium. I have my own WordPress site. Ooh, it has, hello. It has a pretty good. I'll show. Link you, it. I'll show Link you it, the. the um, no, shall 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 I let the viewers know why I'm getting sentimental? Yeah. So I'm getting sentimental because we're coming to the last episode, or we're rounding up the season. Yeah, we're rounding Look at up that the first domain name. Oh, that's hot. That's nice. Handy media. So we're going to edit this bit now. That looks good. I'm I'm so glad I managed to bag that domain name. Yeah. No, that's sick. It's literally handly.media. No, that's That's sick. That's all you have to type. So, yeah. (laughs) Got my little portfolio. Video podcast up there. Oh, my God. Look at that. Amazing. Sick. Look at you, Josh. Look at you go. You wizard. 10 yeah. 10 guys the everyone check is still um, empty. Josh's, I need to get the blog going. Josh's side because it's cool it's handy.media and that's a beautiful domain so you want to check it out just to see um, the domain exactly and like eventually the blog post you know because eventually. they're coming um, but I'm getting sentimental because we're rounding up the end of the volume the end of season one and um it's been nice because it's been the starter, it's been the baby, it's been the trial. 
and now there's just so much to like expand on and I'm excited but I'm also a bit nervous you know the baby teeth are starting to get wobbly they're about to fall out and the adult teeth are slowly coming through yeah exactly which ones tend to go first is it like the front or the back I feel like it's almost I can't remember. I feel like the back would take the longer, yeah. longest. Yeah, for sure. But then, eat. yeah, no, the back would take the longest because I feel like the front... Oh, maybe, no, so I'm So season having... two, you get the adult teeth. Season three, you start to get the wisdom teeth come through. Maybe. And then season four, you find out that your wisdom teeth are causing issues with crowding and you have to have them removed. Yeah, it was built on a shaky foundation. <laughs> yeah. so, Her like... wisdom teeth was built on a shaky foundation. Not so wise... Not so once. No, but then do you know what? This is creative abstraction. This is creative abstraction. We've learned what we liked. We've learned what we don't like. We've learned what we want. We what we want. And now I'm in the period of how I'm going to encourage DM Talks because I don't think DM like I've said this to you before. DM Talks is not just a podcast now; it's a brand, right? Yeah. And it's an opportunity to inspire and um, create opportunities to network. That's what I want to do. Like I find it great how like I've learned a new thing from you or a guest every single week I've learned new things myself I've learned new things from Taro like let's keep mm. that pushing you know let's keep that same energy with some more helpful things so then um, our episodes can bring us some light some love but also some softness that's what I want that's what I want so um I don't know why I had this thought. It's a bit strange, so we it's can okay. cut it out. But when you said that DM Talks is not just a podcast, I was just imagining like a big blimp hovering over London with like DM Talks painted on the side of it. Let's do it. But then I thought we could just have like a hot air balloon with like the DM Talks um, logo just looking we, down at you. That that's it, you put it in the universe. Sarah DM floats over Windsor just looking down at the Queen. Damn straight. With an angry face. Damn straight. <laughs> But Josh, it's gonna happen now that you said that. I'm gonna put it on my vision board, and we just the see DM that's the thing. Hot air balloon. Yeah, but I've got spirituality on my side. I just need to give it to give it to the world, mind my business, work on myself, and then it all rise. If you have I don't a hot air when. balloon for us to paint. Yeah. We need to get Cloudier over to do it. Though. There you go. We'll go do you reckon she'd Cloudier? be down to paint oh, like a hundred meter squared hot air balloon? If we helped her, she would let her stencil it and then yeah. we'd just paint it. And then we'd just paint it. it. Yeah. 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 That would be, be a bit good. more adaptive. Yeah. Yeah. But um, we should probably get into the episode now, shouldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> we should get into the episode. Listen to us, guys. We're going to be here next week for the episode. Bye. Bye.